It's your boy Trav from Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, and we have a very special sponsor this week. Professional wrestler, motivational speaker, workout enthusiast, and a soldier to these here United States, Dewan O'Neill has released his very first book, Dear Dominic, which is an open letter to his son that provide a roadmap to life, paired with advice to navigate obstacles to thrive as a minority male in the United States. You can order your copy today on Amazon by searching up Dear Dominic. What's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And joining me as always are my co-hosts, Rebellious underscore underscore D23 and Trav the Trash Man Martin. What is good today, fellas? How are y'all doing? Bro, I feel like me and D both look at the same time. Just yeah, like, like it's this guy think he's doing. Hey, it's like y'all looking like villains. It's just like, how is he? Why is he announcing our hey, name? Hey, D, you know what to do. We ain't going to say it, but you know what to do. You know who to call. Oh, yeah. And it ain't the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, it is the Ghostbusters. It's Hey, what was uh, what's your boy's name from uh, Powerful Girls? Roach Coach. Roach Coach. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to pull them out for you right now. Man, Go I'm ahead. Make sure my phone is turned off. But hey, uh, <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us and watching uh, or listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. We do so many reviews, I'm always saying watching. But today, joining us is a very talented person. He's an actor, he's a singer, he's a voice actor. He's uh, a voice actor in one of our favorite animes that is currently out right now called The Great Pretender, and that is Mr. Aaron Phillips. So before we get into today's interview, here's a word from our sponsors. Golden Eat Tattoo. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard, Portsmouth, Virginia, for all your nerd-related tattoos. Leading the area, that is Miss Denise and her team. If you call over there and you mention leveling up banks, you get 10% off your tattoo. That number is going to be 757-465-1010. Call them today. Hey, guys, I know that uh, y'all was probably thinking through your minds that, hey, this guy didn't skipped over us again. He probably ain't even going to introduce us like he did that one I time. won't even listen. Yeah, that one time. Try yeah, I won't even time. listen. Trav ain't gonna let uh, that die back. So. No, I never, know he's not. Hey, that down. Uh-huh. Hey, Trav likes to hold on to things, and uh, right. you know that's just how he is. <laughs> right. I got something you can hold on to. Get guy. <laughs> whoa, 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 Trav. We're PG here, man. Like just, just <laughs> take it easy. easy. Hey, I'm, I'm talking about. Hey, pull water. a couple punches. Yeah, all right. Okay. Hey, I, I just like how yeah, he's just trying to look out for you. I just like how Trav's offering me water now. But D, you remember them times we would go over to Trav's house? Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. remember no water on the table. There was water on the on the night. Stand. Oh yeah, that one time. Look, hey, don't I, be, I, I hey, I'm not. Hey, I'm not jumping in this one. That's Try right. Don't actually. be interrogating me. Yeah. Our, our man <laughs> Aaron is in the uh, Aaron in the interrogation room right now. I mean, she's talking is, to him. Man. Hey, he's in the love. <laughs> I look, look like I'm in like a. Where CIA is he? Yeah, actually my man. I'm waiting for the light to start swinging. Where were you on July July 12th? I don't even know. Hey, you see, I'm dressing nice because, like I said earlier before we started recording, it's not every day that you get Laurent up here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And, you know, he's a very smooth-talking man, and he yes, dresses he nice. And uh, <laughs> and also, I mean, you guys can see in the slideshow, you know, our guest Aaron. I've seen some of the pics online. You know, you look real good in the tux, man. You look real oh, good. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody looks good in the tux, though. Uh-huh. So, uh 
before we get like dive into the interview, uh, something that we do up here is we ask all of our guests, you know, what is their origin story? Every hero or villain has one. So tell everybody who is Aaron Phillips. Uh, Aaron Phillips was born in a sewer drain that uh, had collected this radioactive goo and nice. resulted in a uh, behemoth of handsomeness that you see before you. Mm-hmm, I um, liked it. I, uh, <laughs> I'm from Baltimore originally, uh, and uh, but I skipped around a lot. Um, my mom was a professor of audiology, so uh, she taught at a few different schools, so uh, I lived in Wisconsin for a little while, uh, got a taste of the cold, and uh, mm. didn't care for it. Mm. Uh, and uh, so they, we moved on down to North Carolina, uh, um, and uh, my folks still live down there. I went to college there, finished high school. Um, and then after that, you know, uh, I kept skipping around, kind of. I uh, did some regional theater after college, and then, um, and actually, when I went to college, I studied classical voice. That's something... I don't know, maybe semi-interesting about me. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's actually, that was, it, it is, it's an important part of my story because it, it really, um, you know, exploring that, that kind of uh, singing really, mm-hmm. uh, I think, opens up a lot of, um, it, it gives you access to a lot of other parts of your voice that maybe you wouldn't have explored previously. You know, get, find, you've, you have no problem finding that kind of resonance in that, you know, um, which is like, I don't know. I think deadly important for voiceover. So, um, so that I, I got to give a lot of credit to that. And, um, but yeah, and then uh, I lived in South Korea for a year. Uh, nice. I was hired as an actor singer there um, for uh, an English language educational theme park called English wow. Village. Um, and uh, it's like a total immersion program for the children of South Korea so they can learn English a little easier. Um, and, uh, I actually ended up being the head of um, production or head of, uh, I was like sort of the producer of new shows. It was the interactive like shows in English, that kind of thing. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then it must have been an experience. That's it was sure. something. Yeah. yeah. I lived there for a full year and we had like four weeks of paid vacation. So I got to hop around Southeast nice. Asia a bunch. Nice. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was a great. And I was still pretty young. I was right out of college, you know, so I was, oh, yeah. I was feeling, uh, it was, it was super cool. It was a great place yeah. to be. Um, got back, lived in LA for a couple of years and then hopped over to New York, which was always the plan. And, uh, I've been, uh, I actually live in Jersey now, but I, I lived in the city for like 13 years and just moved out here. And, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I don't know. Do a lot of voiceover, do a lot of stage work, uh, do a fair, fair amount of film and TV stuff as well. That's kind of starting to ramp up lately. So that's been cool. Oh yeah, we seen um, that stage. Oh yeah, we seen the stage stuff. Seen hey. the stage work. Okay, well, because hey, it's like we, I do my research on everybody that we have up here, and uh-huh. I found that you had a YouTube, and I, I had oh, showed yeah. Trav. I was just like, "Hey, yo, check out this video," and it's just like you have an amazing singing voice, man. Oh, cheers! Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, that was my first love, you know, and I still do a lot of a lot of musical theater stuff, um, a lot of readings of new works in in New York. Um, my uh, spouse is actually a musical theater writer, um, and they're Sweet. working on several different projects. But um, you know, consequently, we're all we're friends with a lot of writers in and around uh, New York and LA, and so we end up uh, just doing a lot of new works that, that way. You know, nice. um, trying stuff out, see how that goes. Once they get to like workshop level, then uh, then it's really it starts to get exciting. So that's pretty cool. Now, something else that's cool um, about you singing that piggyback off of what I had just said. 
um, you were in a commercial. You were in <laughs> <laughs> which one? <laughs> you were in the uh, the Peach Lipton iced uh-huh. tea commercial. It's and... true. I I was Carl of Carl mm-hmm. and Stu uh, for the Lipton Peach Iced Tea campaign, uh, which was super fun. Uh, and actually, the the other guy in that commercial, the like the other uh, delivery guy mm-hmm. is um, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Chris Critelli. Nice. Uh, also an extremely talented voice actor mm. um and uh and he um uh and yeah we booked it together we have different agents nice. um, but Wild. Like, when we found out what it was and that we had to sing and stuff we called each other and we were like look call your agent see if they'll submit us together they did we had like must have gone through three or four rounds of callbacks and then uh found out we booked it together and flew out to la it was awesome it's yeah, an awesome and, commercial. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah and it was really you know, I wanted to ask you, um, like now you guys, y'all actually did the singing in that commercial, correct? We did, yeah. Nice. Yeah, they they flew us out and then we we first day, well, not first day, but um sort of first performance day, I guess, was uh in the studio, laid down the track, got all that nice and sharp and perfect, and then uh spent I think the next two days shooting it on set. Um it was cool, it was a lot of fun. So it's a real ridiculous commercial, but it is super fun. That's no, just, it, it, oh yeah. Now that's just wild though. I mean, three days of recording and filming for a commercial that's all of a minute, a little over a minute. Not you know even, what I mean? Thirty seconds. Thirty yeah. seconds yeah. sharp. <laughs> yeah. Wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. Three days for thirty seconds, man. It's the way it goes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we probably spent. <laughs> there's a scene. There's a a moment in the commercial where. Uh, Chris's character like tosses like no look I think tosses yeah, yeah. the thing to me <laughs> no, or, no, no he tosses it to me and I no look catch it and then mm-hmm. like flip it and give it to this lady I mean that's real like I no look caught it and mm. but it, it took me a couple takes and, so that's, okay. how, that's how you get to three days is you sit there trying to catch a stupid trick <laughs> director Dean, getting mad over of, there Dean, does that remind <laughs> you of anything yes it does back in the day this ends up being <laughs> The sensu vein. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you want to tell the story or <laughs> did you throw it to me or did I throw it to you? You threw it to me. Okay. So it's like I had I had some tic tacs and D was like, throw me a tic tac. So I, I, you know, I had one and then I threw it at him and I, I wasn't even looking at him. I just threw it at him and he caught it just like in Dragon Ball Z. And, then <laughs> yeah. t- and I was just like, yo, yep. did that really just happen? We used and- to- <laughs> We used to work at a little uh, local party store a long time ago, and uh, we were just closing down, goofing off. I was on the register, and he was—he just ran by and threw it. I caught it. it you were—you were working, and he was doing nothing. I just was chilling. Yeah, just I was chilling. chilling. It was, you know, <laughs> like, hey, this I, hey, I was, hey, I was tired, and you know, I was just, it you was know, awesome. roaming the store like I always used to do at the end yep. of the shift, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean that's just how it was. Oh, okay, you were you were top flight security. You, oh yeah, he was he was <laughs> closing it down. You guys had each other to see that moment though, you know. Like, oh yeah, man. How yeah. many moments do you have where like something crazy like that you do it like just have this feat of excellence that nobody <laughs> sees? Well, and like well, actually, it happened a second time. Uh, this was like a couple of months ago at Planet Fitness. Um, at some of them they give you coins to put into the massage chairs. Mm, and, you know, mm-hmm. as you see, I'm wearing glasses right now. When I work out in the gym, I don't wear my glasses because I broke a pair one time. So um, the guy, he had, a, he he gave me the coin and like, I just held my hand up and caught it. 
And I went to the massage chair and I was just like, hold on. I was just like, how did I catch that? And I didn't have my glasses on. And I just thought that it was an awesome moment. And I went back up to the counter and I was just like, yo, did y'all see that? Like, I caught that. And like, they weren't impressed. They, yeah, exactly. like, this man tried to gloat and they shut him but down. But it was cool. It was. It, it was, I mean, because it's like, like, how often does that happen? You know, because any other time I would have went to catch it and then it would have just dropped. But, <laughs> you know, I caught that. I thought it was cool. It <laughs> is. Shoot. Yeah, it is cool. Hey, you were right. Yeah, thank that's you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I so, remember Aaron, one time I know looked through a, a football at somebody, hit him right in the nose. Blood, hey, blood oh, went man. everywhere. You gave him the Marshall? Oh, that's I gave him the Marshall Brady. That's right. Damn. Oh, my <laughs> So, Aaron, I wanted to ask you because, like I said, I do my research. And, you know, on the IMDb page, you know, it had a list of, you know, some of the things that you worked on. But I've noticed that on one of the, excuse me, on one of the shows, it had you listed as Ben Phillips. Now, I want to piggyback off of this because it's like, I love to do deep dives. And mm-hmm. I was just like, man, there's no way that like, you know, this is all that he's done. And then when I clicked on Ben Phillips, I was just like, geez, like it was like a whole list of stuff that you've done, man. So like, what was it, you know, when you first got into voice acting, like what was it that drew you into wanting to do it? Um, You know, uh, well, first of all, the Ben Phillips thing, I thought I might go by Ben Phillips at one point and mm-hmm. uh, decide not to do that. So that's why you get that. But I, uh, what drew me to voice acting? Well, you know, like the first time I ever even like considered it, I think was, um, uh, I mean, I've been wanting to be a performer my whole life, but um, I remember I was in high school. I was, I've always been a gamer and uh, I was playing um, Neverwinter Nights. Mm. And, Good game. Uh, <clears throat> great game. And mm-hmm. um and this is back in the day, Neverwinter Nights. So it's mm-hmm. like it's like old school Baldur's Gate, like top down type situation, it is. right? Dungeon and, Crawl. Yeah. And so I uh, I was playing that, and you know, and all these different characters have you know real voices going on, and and I I for whatever reason it had just never occurred to me before. I probably because I grew up, you know, I'm old as the hills, so I grew up, uh, you know, with video games prior to anybody actually speaking in them for a while, and. Uh, <laughs> But but I was I was playing through Neverwinter Nights and like hearing all these great voices and uh, and at one point I just said uh, I was like oh man like like somebody did that like somebody got hired to do somebody got paid mm-hmm. money to do that <laughs> to make that stupid I can do that and uh, but that was like I was in high school I was kind of like okay cool and then I oh I did I went to their webpage and they. Uh, uh, it was uh, what is it about Bioware that does Neverwinter Nights, I think. But they, so yes, I went to like the bottom right. of their webpage at the time, and they they had like a contact, like if you want, if you if you're interested in being a voice actor in our games, uh, this is how old I am. Send us a cassette tape with uh, <laughs> demo. Now I, I'm not that old. I remember thinking mm, that's you guys are out of date. Like nobody, <laughs> <laughs> at least the CDs. You know, uh, send in so, your floppy deal. This they're five and a half inch uh, floppy. And yes. No. So we, um, yeah. So so I saw that, and I thought that was when I was like, okay, so that's like a real thing. That's a career. Mm-hmm. That's something people do. And uh, and and so yeah. So and then after that, actually, like the the thing that got me into it was after college. I told you I was living in Korea for a little while, and the same people that recruited me for that job, um called me up one day and asked if on my weekends I'd be interested in going into Seoul uh, and doing like um, ESL, English as a second language Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, translation stuff um, for kids mostly. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. So I went in and, you know, started making a, a decent little side hustle while I was living there. And, um, and it was, you know, it's pretty, pretty easy stuff, you know, like the ball is round, you right, know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounded like, so spot red. on to what they sound like. Too. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, it is literally what they sound like, um, in Korea, but I, <laughs> so yeah, so I did that, um, for like the whole year I was there and got, pretty good at it and eventually i was kind of like the english language guy in korea for a bit <laughs> and uh and they even said like they could probably figure out a way to extend my visa and have me stay for a while if i wanted to but um i'd been away from home for too long so i went home but i yeah. always thought i was like well you know I, I got pretty good at that i wonder if i could make like a a, a side a thing with that uh, when i get home did some training in la uh with william williams uh, that's his real name uh, at Aliso Creek <laughs> Studios. Uh, they're great over there. William's awesome. Um, yeah, I made a commercial demo and started shopping it around, and the rest is history. And now it's like my main gig. Um, nice. You know, like I said, I do stage work, I do film and TV, but voiceover is definitely my my number one now. So it's pretty amazing that's how that turns out. That's crazy. Off and and you know, thanks to William Williams. Uh -huh. hey, William Williams. <laughs> you know, for hey. sure. Yeah, all credit to <laughs> William. He got me yeah, in. So I wanted to ask you, uh, like, what were some of your other favorite video games that you enjoyed playing when you were coming up? Mm. Let's see. I mean, I've always been a big Mario guy. I, I think uh, it's just a magical franchise. I think they, it, it, it has every hit step everybody of the way. at some point. Yeah, yeah every truly. step of the way. And, and, just... and they've tried out. They've never been afraid to, like, explore stuff. And even when mm -hmm. it didn't really work that great, you know, at least they tried stuff. And but But because of that, they have all these other, like, you know, inner franchise mm -hmm. moments that are just really cool. Nintendo's and, like uh, a big family of characters. That's the, mm -hmm. the fun thing about it. That's like the Fast and Furious movies. It's all about family. <laughs> it's all it's about, about family. family. <laughs> that's right. They need to do. <laughs> that's, the, that's the next one. If that meme's not oh, dead yeah. already, then they got to do a Mario. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mario Luigi one. That's, I actually that's sent good. these guys a, uh, a video. I think it was from like a year ago. That somebody put together. It was a Mario parody. Yeah. Fast. That was so, so funny. funny. So Incredible. funny. Incredible. Yeah, somebody's too talented so <laughs> so yeah i liked I, I love those um i grew up with nintendo um I've, but you know yeah i, I don't know I, I got i've i've always been really into strategy games as well things okay. like um uh age of empires mm, uh, okay Ooh. And, uh, you know there's a classic of, yeah i also love survival games um uh arc i don't know if you guys have yep. yeah i've never played it but I, play. I know what arc, it is though. arc the lad well, i had arc to, the lad I had to step away from that after a while because mm -hmm. that that'll that'll just suck you right in. So uh -huh. I did that for a long time, and um, you know, I, I really I think I exist across the spectrum with video games. I mean, I I love an RPG like mm -hmm. Fallout Three. I think one of the Ooh. best games ever made. Um, mm -hmm. Nice choice. Uh, uh, the Red Dead games are honestly, uh, yeah. and I'm not oh, just yeah. biased. I'm not just biased, but I I think Rockstar is they're incredible storytellers, mm -hmm. and uh, that's one of the reasons I love working mm -hmm. with them is just because they it, they are all, their attention to detail is unmatched and um and yeah and they just love the story they love to tell us so, so that first story. red dead has one of the best endings he said i just Absolutely. came to get my daddy's gun back <laughs> he just walked off i was like classic yeah. i do have a um a, a sort of like a video game piggyback question for you Aaron. Sure. um have you ever played tabletop dungeons and dragons in your life yeah actually i'm in a um 
I'm in a, a campaign right now with nice. uh, some friends Send I had not played. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> well, actually, the, the guy, the DM uh, live streams mm-hmm. it on uh, Twitch. Sick. Um and his name is I am Ghost Owl on there. So anybody okay. wants to check that out, um, I, he's probably right, got the a schedule. Note. He's probably got a schedule, so you can like check it Sick. out when you want. But that's um, pretty cool. I think we're pretty pretty entertaining. Uh, oh, a couple yeah. uh, a couple Such rounds a ago, a couple rounds ago, I ate. Uh, we we killed a giant mushroom, giant living mushroom character, and uh, my sorceress orc. Uh, ran over and sliced off a piece of it and ate it immediately and got uh, super loopy and <laughs> couldn't talk except through telepathy for the next hour. So that was fun. I like sad. that. I like it. You can't make that kind of stuff up, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you nice. literally can, I guess. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Caught me in a lot. Yeah. All right, all right. That's correct. <laughs> so um, something that I wanted to piggyback off of was you know, you were talking about Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption, and you had the opportunity to be in both Red Dead Redemption games and you were in GTA Five. Like, how was it, you know, growing up and, you know, playing these games? Well, Red Dead Redemption, of course, it wasn't out when, well, Red Dead Revolver, but that's a whole different game. Completely but, different, you know, yeah. But growing up and, you know, playing Grand Theft Auto, and it's just like, I'm in Grand Theft Auto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how, like how's that feeling, man? It's amazing, you know, like it, that's obviously that's a, an incredible franchise. It's been around forever. I mean, I played, uh, like, I don't even think it was the first one, but there was one, I want to say it was for the original PlayStation, but, and it was like a top down, top down. Yeah. Yeah, with the little cars and stuff. Yep. And I actually, I've been trying to see if I could find that online somewhere. Cause you know how like they, they've like transferred a lot of those old games to like yeah. sites and stuff. Steam and stuff. And, yeah, but I've never been able to find it, and I it's I I miss it. I loved that game. I love that. I'll send version. you a link. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So so yeah, I've been playing it my whole life, and um, and so yeah, when I got the call for that, it was it was really exciting, and and you know, it wasn't my first like GTA role, not a huge role, but it was still super fun. And then they they've called me back for a lot of little roles all over the place, nice. and I think I'm kind of one of their one of their Go character to. guys, which feels good. Yeah. It's a good place to well, be. Oh, yeah. It's it's you know, like you said, it's it's not really like a, a major role, but it's like you know, GTA five, what it came out what 2013, and now it's about to be on the next gen console. So mm-hmm. like that's decade of you know, just being and a, a character in the game, and like people are always just gonna be able to hear your voice. I already know when the PS9 and the Xbox 300 come out. I mean, like GTA 5 is still going to be up there. GTA 5 is just like Resident Evil 4. Like whenever they come out with a new system, those games are always going to be up there for sure. Or Skyrim, like all those. Oh yeah, yeah. Skyrim forever. <laughs> like it'll be, you know, it'll, the the joke about waking up in the cart is just going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it'll it's always just, be there. It's just one of those things. Now, now to kind of go back to voice acting, because like I was said earlier you know you were ben phillips and uh most of the roles that you had they were like you know just the walla additional voices what was it when because like we had linda young up here before right and mm. i don't know if do you know who linda young is yeah very yeah okay, uh, we, okay. we don't know each other but i i'm i know i know who she is okay so she was telling us because you know she voiced frieza and genkai and you know um the older that she had got, she kind of wanted to, you know, step back from playing in the major roles. And, you know, she enjoyed just doing like some of the background voices and stuff like that. So what was it 
for you when this is like you were doing the additional voices and then you kind of started transitioning into getting roles that were of you know characters that actually had lines and they weren't just the wall of characters like Mm -hmm. yeah but you know the one of the things that we talk about a lot um as actors is is knowing your type um and being able to and you know and it's tough when you're i consider myself a character actor and so that can be tough because like my whole thing is that i can do a lot of stuff right Mm -hmm. um but sometimes you just gotta really lean in when when something seems to like take off right and you know we were sort of joking about (laughs) uh my character's at least of, of late tending to be very smooth and uh and maybe just a little slimy and um and i think uh you know i i, I that's just something that i've kind of leaned into now and then also you know casting uh and and directors and producers tend to like they hear you do something and they're like okay I, he's great at that and so then the next time a character like that comes up you know you're in in their head and so that yeah um that's helpful in getting more work, of course, but it also, you know, work begets work and it just kind of continues that cycle. But yeah, it was exciting to, to start, you know, just like with any career to, to kind of uh, travel up that ladder. And, um, you know, I think the first, yeah, I would say the first like big role that I had was actually, uh, Rathion in, in World of Warcraft. And that, mm-hmm. that was, uh, through, uh, uh, blizzard of course and um andrea toyez who is the director over there um voiceover director she's unbelievable she's an incredible person and um and really an actor's director in a lot of ways just like loves actors and that that makes it really super fun to work with her right as an Mm -hmm. actor at least um and Mm -hmm. I don't know how she treats everybody else, um, but uh, <laughs> no. To the dungeons. She's very nice. No, she's very nice. Sandria is great. Um, but she, um, but yeah, she gave me that role. And, um, and that was really what they, that she helped me get an agent. She, you know, she was a champion for me. And I think wow. a lot of times in this, in this community and in, in this uh, career, you need a champion. And not always. Sometimes, you know, you get a lot of little things and it builds up, but um Every once in a while, you just get somebody that believes in you, and that that can make all the difference. Hey, that's what happened to Garth oh, yeah. Brooks. That's Gotta all believe. you need is one person. There you go. Yeah, that's you go. One person. Garth Brooks had somebody champion him, and now look at him. Came a came a rock star. So. <laughs> they told him he could be anything. That's right. That's he right. became became a rock star. Became a rock star. <laughs> Rhinestones and all, baby, right there in the mm-hmm. shirt. <laughs> so let me ask you guys: Are y'all ready to get into the Great Pretender? Hey, uh, yeah, of course, bro. Uh, hey, well, D, hey, well, D I'll, I'll let you lead the way on this. Go ahead, brother. <sighs> Was it fun doing LeRon? Plain hate, and simple. Hate him. hate him. Boring. No fun at all. <laughs> uh, Too yeah, late, yeah, Matt. We had, a, we had a great time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I think Laurent is a really interesting character. Um, I think I think all of the characters are, are really oh yeah amazing. Yeah. I I I, amazing. I love I am a fan of the show. Like if I wasn't in it, I would be a fan. Yeah, nice. and um, uh, yeah, and Laurent. You know, that was also uh, what was also interesting about that show is that we did that uh, as I mean, so many productions have have had to do over the last year and a half or so. But mm-hmm. um, it was one of, the, to my knowledge, one of the first ones had like fully recorded in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we were all from our home studios and, 
you know, hats off to the engineers, especially um, for <laughs> having to deal with everybody's different sound and sound quality and room tone and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, they killed it. Um, they thrive, no yeah, they did kill it. I mean, it's not when it came out, I could not believe how great yeah. it sounded. I was like, it sounds perfect. And people like you just said, people don't understand how difficult it is when you're dealing with that many different recordings and different places. Yeah. Gotta have the ear. Different spaces, different equipment. Gotta have the ear. <laughs> Gotta have the ear. Got so it. yeah, um, but it was, yeah, it's great. And I, I love Laurent so much. And I think um, it's, uh, you know, every step of the way you get like new, uh, a new leaf, you know. A yeah, new, new layers yeah. to the character. A new layer off the onion, uh -huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the fun yeah. thing about that story and the way it's told. As you yeah. slowly, you know, he's kind of duping Edamame most of the time, but it's yeah. like slowly you still get to learn who he is and what yep. makes him tick as mm -hmm. the story concludes. So yeah. I thought sure. that was very fun. So. Yeah. Because they yeah, kind of incredible. beat around the bush with it, but, you know, you still get to learn about it after a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. Mm -hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say, I, also, I just got to like shout out to the rest of the cast. Oh, um, yeah. I was going to ask, Lee. have you actually met them? Any of them? I haven't met any of them in person. Oh, wow. Mm. Such a cool project. And y'all weren't yeah. even like, oh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. And, and you know, and this is, you know, this goes out. We had several different directors, but like this goes out to, uh, to, I know, um, I'm kind of, now I'm going to miss somebody and they're all going to hate me, but, um, <laughs> you know, well, Stephanie Shea uh, is, was a producer on that. And also, uh, Michael Center Nicholas directed some of the episodes, Michael Schneider, um, and uh, uh, Kevin McCarley. It was just like such a group effort. And all mm -hmm. of like the, the casting was like just, I think, brilliant because and, and it's evident because and that's not just like I'm not, uh, you know. Uh, oh, no, no. Go what I mean, what I mean, really, I'm talking about everybody else. <laughs> so I really what I'm talking about is the synergy of the cast. Yeah. Um, and uh, because like when I listened to it, one of the things that really blew me away was the chemistry. I felt yep. like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like I just felt like, you know, the folks that were supposed to have known each other for years in the show, it felt like that, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, just the relationships that were developing felt real. And that's so important to, to anybody, to any actor and, and yep. anybody watching, you know, it has and to be believable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's and, the uh, premise of they, it. They just did a fantastic job. And, you know, most of my work was with uh, Alan Lee, who plays um, Edamame. <laughs> and, um, mm -hmm. and he's just such a phenomenal actor. And, um, yeah, you should, you should see if you can get him on here if you haven't already. He's, oh, no, we already yeah. had him. Yeah, yeah he he had had you. He's actually this week's guest. <laughs> yeah, we're, oh, we're confidence real? men. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to bring him up because when we had him up here, you know, he spoke very highly of the show. And, he compared it to Cowboy Bebop. He would say that mm -hmm. it's like this airs this airs Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. And I mean, from the animation to the voice acting to the music to the sound, uh, the sound, the visuals, the visuals. The yeah, visuals. Just, yeah. It's like the, the colors. The list just goes on yeah. for like how amazing this show is. And you know, me and D, we had this conversation where The Great Pretender is one of those shows where it's a really, really good show. But I feel like it really didn't get that much publicity because a lot of people a lot of people they didn't know about it because like i stumbled across it because i you know when you're watching netflix you'll get those trailers at the end of, uh, of a show or a movie you're watching recommendations and, yeah recommendation mm -hmm. and i was just like man this this show it keeps on popping up on my trailers you know i'm just gonna check it out and when i watched it 
like I was hooked off the first episode and I want to say it was by when I got to the third episode, like that's when my jaw dropped and I was just like, yo, is this, <laughs> is this real? And it's like, I told D at the time when we had first watched it, it's like this thing, like it always wants you, it always makes you wanting to come back for more. Cause it's like, yeah. you want to see what's going to happen next. And you know, like how you were saying, like all of the voice actors, they did a phenomenal job at making you believe and, you know, like that's pinkies up to you because it's like you killed it. Like Laurent, Laurent was the man, and <laughs> to, you know, just see his backstory. I know I don't want to spoil it, but if you haven't watched it, watch it because it's a it's a really good anime. And yeah. uh, you know, when Alan said that he compared it to Cowboy Bebop, like I supported that because yeah, I can agree with that. I think it's just I thought it was interesting, you know, not to just just uh, talk about Laurent because he was your character, Aaron, but just the character in himself, it's like he's so laid back and he has so much to do with what's going on, but you don't really, he's not really doing much when you do see him. And I thought that that was kind of very cool. And what it reminds me of is kind of like a catch me if you can. I don't know if it's the clothes or, you know, the the constant duping of people, but it's, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. for sure. He's yeah. never worried about anything. No, yeah. he's just, he's, he's just there. He's a self. He's like 10, 15 steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't Always. have to be doing anything right now because he spent, you know, a year mm-hmm. <laughs> getting it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. That feels good when you're like when you're that guy in the situation when like you know the outcome because mm-hmm. you've planned so hard. Now it's mm-hmm. you're just watching it unfold. That's a nice feeling. And I mean Edamame, he always thought that he he was one step ahead of him. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like Ron was always, like you said, 10, 15 steps ahead. Now, now, I want to ask you this. Out of all of the cases that were on The Great Pretender, which one was your favorite? Boy. Um, I think, honestly, I think uh, at, just as an audience member, like not to do, but to, uh, to watch, mm-hmm. my favorite has to be, um, uh, oh my God, Winter. Uh, the, the third London, when they were in London? Yeah, uh, winter, winter of London. What's it called? Snow, of, snow of London. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> embarrassing. Um, yeah, <laughs> snow of London. I just, I don't know. There was some. It just really tugs at your heartstrings, you know. Yeah, it's like love story. Yeah. The first yeah. two are so much fun, and it's so Ocean's Eleven, and you're yeah. doing, you know, <laughs> yeah, running around and just like, you know, crazy. Yeah, like cowboy very fast pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that one, everything just just like the snow, it just goes, uh, yeah, right, and 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 you get these much deeper storylines. And for me, when we were doing it, um, you know, that one's obviously much more focused on Cynthia's character. But I, when we were recording that episode, I just kept just like I'd have to stop and just be like, oh, you guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like so beautiful and and exciting from an actor standpoint, just because, you know, you, the show is great anyway, but then to bring in a dimension of like emotional depth that you don't, you don't necessarily always get with a show like that, mm-hmm. um, was just, just really exciting and, and beautiful. And, uh, so yeah, so for me, it's Noah London, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with, with that music too. Yeah. That music, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, like how you were saying, like the love story with Cynthia, because, uh, like D had said, it's like, you got all this fast paced stuff going on, you know, very cowboy bebop, Lupin the third, and now it just slows down. And, you know, like that was my favorite case. 
Now to piggyback off of that, because you said as an audience member, that was your favorite one. But what was your favorite one that you did when you were recording? I have a piggyback question after that. too. Yeah. Let's hit it with it's the combo. Hard to say. Oh, combo break. Combo break. It's hard to time. say, but I'll, I'll just I think I honestly I think the first case was probably the most fun to do <laughs> um, yeah. just because you're really like learning so much about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're uncovering so many. I mean, you do that throughout the series, but like. You know, obviously, when you're first meeting them, uh, it's it's a it's a whole other uh, yep. bag of tricks, and so it's just oh, exciting yes. to to watch each piece unravel and like knowing what's coming and knowing that the people watching and Edamame have no idea what's coming. That's just that's yeah, fun. that's always exciting. Literally yeah. on the outside the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And well, until the last, you know, to the end, we're not gonna give it away. But yep. my uh, <laughs> my piggyback question is do you have uh do you watch anime at all uh you know do you i do partake? now uh, oh. <laughs> I, funny is i was not a huge anime guy i mean i'd watched it um when i was a bit younger my my mm-hmm. older brother uh, got me into it mm-hmm. um and uh you know so i watched uh, I, i've watched a lot of like older staples you know I, i've i've seen akira i've seen uh Ooh. i mean i know it's gonna sound off like the top so- no, that's a great. I knew you were going to say, but, but it is. It's amazing. Fist hey, of the North Star, one. Vampire Hunter D. Like these are all mm-hmm. like to me. I mean, and again, I'm not old an expert, school. but to me, those are old school and they're yeah. staples. Like that is oh, like yeah. genre. Said, like Fist that's of the what North it's Star? about, right? Fist of the North Star is incredible. Yeah, that classic. Was, when I saw that, I remember my brother sat me down and made me watch that one, and I um I remember thinking, oh, this is what anime is. Like that's. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, so I, that was exciting for me. Um, and then saw Hamtaro. Jeez. Well, then I just kind of like I you know I stepped away and never got back to it for a while. And then mm-hmm. when I started booking, you know, uh, roles in this stuff, um, I you know, and and you're you're deep diving into it as an actor. Um, you you get an even deeper appreciation for it, I think, and. Um, or at least I, I certainly did, and so yeah. So I've I've started uh, um, getting back into it recently because of all this, and so it's that's been really fun too. Nice, nice. Now I want to ask now that you know you gave us a little backstory on uh, you know your perception of anime and whatnot. Do you have a favorite from you know your childhood or even now? Hmm. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Come on, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Um... <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I know I was just talking about it, but honestly, Fist of the North Star, I think is, that's a classic, pretty exciting. It's, it's one of my favorite, uh, films at all, you know, anime or otherwise, I think, yep. uh, just nice. really interesting and really it's a cool. great pick. Yeah. So that, that might do it for me. That one's I like good. It. Hey, <laughs> does it for us too. Well, yeah. you know, um, because, you know, since we're talking about like older anime, did you ever <laughs> watch Alita Battle Angel? Um, I have seen uh, some of that since, but I didn't watch it when I was younger. Actually, I hadn't. Uh, it just never got introduced to me. But I, I, yeah, I've been back and watched some of that since then. Yeah, um, no, it's it's pretty good, man. I mean, yeah, it's one of those animes where it's like you can't even find it anywhere. Like, because I wanted to buy it because the movie, the live action movie, was coming out, and the only place that you could find it at was on YouTube. Like, you can't mm-hmm. buy it anywhere, and mm-hmm. it's just crazy how like. All of these older anime, like Akira, you know, you'll be able to find that. But uh, like Yu Yu Hakusho is another one where they came out with a movie. And unless you have the physical copy, like it's not being re-released anywhere, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it, well, that's similar similar vein. Like I, we are uh, a big uh, Studio Ghibli house here, and um, the uh, the original dub of Totoro, mm -hmm. okay, uh, which is hard to find now. I have they, it on VHS you know, though. Do you? So yep. we so uh, that's the one that my spouse grew up with, and mm -hmm. um, and and they don't even like watching. <laughs> <laughs> the the new dub not there's no there are a great a lot of great actors it's just like you know when you grew up with something as a kid yeah, and then yeah. it's like, oh, i prefer the new dub though even though yeah. i have that like that is what i grew up on but yeah. i like the adr on the the disney dub a lot more yeah. than the well other. i get it i mean i think they're both great but mm -hmm. because uh christy grew up with the with the other one we uh yeah we found it we had to buy it we bought a DVD of it on like eBay for like seventy bucks. Uh -huh, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. That better be times. real. It better be it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they but, could, hey, they could have got y'all with the. Uh, it was just the cave. You because you you hear stories <laughs> yeah. of people yeah, buying yeah, that like, happens. PS Five, and it's just like yeah. it's just the box. And right, or it was, it was a no. What we're selling is a picture. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. I've seen that yeah. too. Uh -huh. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes the the voice. You know, when you grow up with it, it just becomes like instant nostalgia. You know, mm -hmm. you just you won't. Some people won't settle depending on the project. You won't settle for less. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, why do they sound just, like that? You know, so, that's just like you know, happens. we grew up with you know the great cast that we have now on the Great Pretender. But like, let's say that they re-release it twenty years <laughs> from now and they boycott it, City, just, baby. Like, that's not my boycott wrong. City. <laughs> hey, boycott City. Uh huh. It's Pop so crazy, fellas. I'm driving. It's so crazy because. <laughs> I just started watching The Great Pretender and I'm like really enjoying it. And um, we interviewed Alan. I, I never heard him voice act before, you know? So when I started watching it and I seen <laughs> his character, I was blown away. Because sometimes, man, it's like, if you've ever talked to Alan, this dude is chill. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then to uh -huh. hear him play that character... I was like, damn, this don't even... His range. Yeah, his range and emotion range, is pretty yeah. wild. He's phenomenal. He's such, yeah. a, he's such a great actor. Yeah, <laughs> it's play so off good. Of, too. Great to play off mm -hmm. of. You just get you get so much from his reads. Oh, um, yeah, that had to be fun. Yeah, y'all yeah, sound like so y'all did through. it together. Yeah, that's, that's how... Yeah. When you're talking about with the chemistry, it's amazing. Yeah, well, and now we're, we've, uh, we've become friends. We haven't met in person yet, but um, he's... Uh, one of my hobbies is I, uh, I whittle. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. things. Oh. and uh and i live stream it sometimes to like just like friends and family and yeah. um and he's hopped on there and why like he and uh and his girlfriend nicole mm -hmm. uh, also just a wonderful person um they both they're like my biggest whittle fans so they <laughs> not widow but uh you know and so yeah. they uh they <laughs> they hop on and they'll just sit there for like two hours watching me like just like <laughs> you know uh so so we've become pretty good friends since then and uh we've we've uh gamed together a few times and um awesome. yeah so i think the chemistry is real on on and off right camera. oh right. yeah that's that's great to hear yeah it's it's one of those things like you said that uh y'all game together and uh because we had had uh rachel glass up here and oh, yeah. she was telling us a story where she had went to a con and she was cosplaying as bakugo's mom and she had actually told people, it was like, yeah, like I actually voiced Bakugo's mom. They're just like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, has, lady. <laughs> yeah. Has, has uh, there yeah. ever been any times where you guys have been gaming together and you've been in a lobby and like you just started, uh, you know, I guess being LeBron and Edamame? 
<laughs> and like anybody's uh, just like, hold on. I know where that's from. <laughs> we haven't gotten around to doing that just yet. That would be um, hilarious. I will say my buddy Chris, who was in that Lipton Peach Iced Tea thing with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We I don't do you guys remember the game iDarb that came out a while back? Mm-hmm. It, okay, no. so what's that the, the, like right. the premise is it's real like uh <laughs> uh <laughs> I think it iDarb stands for I drew a red box, okay? And this guy on Twitter like literally drew a red but he's like i'm designing a new game and i'm going to design it by crowdsourcing the thing basically so i so far i drew a red box now what do i do and like somebody was like now make it do this now make it do that and, and by the end of it it was like this like uh, there's multiple platforms on the stage and it's one team against the other and it's basically like kind of a basketball thing and you're Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at it right it's now. Really, yeah. yeah are you? It's bonkers. And the thing is is like the way it's so simple but like the way that this guy made it it's like super competitive yeah. and people get really good at it. And so me and Chris used to play all the time and you can make your own teams, you can make your own little guys. And so we made Carl and Stu from the Lipton thing and <laughs> your own theme song. You can make your own theme song that plays when you win. And so oh, we snap. literally uh-huh, went awesome. in there with the MIDI editor and made like a it was such a catchy jingle. It is like and it's it's crazy because it's like, you know, you see these commercials and you know stuff catches on and like and it like some of these commercial characters, it's like they go on to, you know, be these household names. And I'm just surprised because like like Trav said, the jingle's really catchy. And it's it not too often that uh, you get commercials where people are actually singing in them. And not only that, but it's just like you guys were actually singing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they said in the breakdown for the audition, I remember it said something like they were looking for a musical improv comedy duo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty specific. You know so what it is? I, think I guarantee helped. you, they saw that Bat Boy, and they said, uh-huh. "We need that guy. We need yeah. that the guy for us." Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, find the ears it, and the fangs. I was I was telling Trav when uh, after we had watched it, I was like, "Bro, do you do you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of like the ending of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, mm-hmm. yeah. where uh, <laughs> where what what was it? It was like the Van Helsing play, yep. with puppets." Yeah. Yeah, like that's yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's what oh, it reminded man. me of, man. Yeah, that um, is very funny. I had not considered that, but you're it is similar kind of campy, um, uh, hilarious nature to it. That show is mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, if anybody that doesn't know Bat Boy the musical, go check it out. The album is really goofy, but it's so funny, it's so great, mm-hmm. and still somehow like emotional, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can for sure you listen to the songs and then you're kind of like. Man, I feel bad. Boy, I feel bad. Uh, yeah. Bat Boy, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's I, I, Larry I, it's O'Keefe. really good. That's the yeah, that's Larry O'Keefe who who wrote um, wrote that alongside some other folks. And it, uh, he, but he's he's a he's a hero of mine as a writer. Just incredible mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Anyway, Bat Boy. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a store and you wanted to get some nerd decor to decorate your home, but you couldn't find it? Maybe a Dragon Ball Z photo on the wall or a My Hair Academia pot to put your flowers in. Well, I have some good news. This is Benjamin Banks from the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast, and I love to tell you about Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T. Tiny T, she specializes in creating nerd decor, paintings, floor arrangements, and seasonal nerd decor for the holiday season. 
You can check out all of her products on the links that we provide at the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks page. And if you use the code Leveling Up, you will get 10% off. So go ahead and head over to her website and use that 10% off code and decorate your home with any type of nerd decor that you would love to put in there. You can find her on Etsy.com slash shop slash nerdy crafts by Tiny T. And again, like I said, make sure that you use that code leveling up so that way you can get 10% off of your items. Go ahead and start decorating that home. Peace. So, you know, something I want to <laughs> piggyback off of because you said that you're a huge studio. Is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Because I always say the name wrong. Oh, did I do it wrong? I don't know. I always oh, thought no. it was Ghibli, but... It's Ghibli? I also hear people say Ghibli, so I don't know. Crab, what is it? I've always called it Ghibli, but okay. um, I because I think the H is silent. But like, also... Like Django. Kind of like Django. But a lot <laughs> of people just call it um, G-Kids. G kids, like that's that's whack. That's like four kids. Like I want. Yeah, but G kids is the name of the production company. Uh, I'm gonna call it Ghibli. Or so, the, I'm sorry, the distribution company is called G kids. Okay, so and I wanted to ask you this because you said like you're huge into it. Uh, which, if you had to choose one film, which one would be your favorite? That's a tough one. Um, I mean, the one that got me into those movies was Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Which is phenomenal. I mean, it's so weird, but um, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Howl's Moving Castle as well. Absolutely. Is, that's just, just incredible work. But like, I don't know. Even Ponya. I don't, that's, that's, that might be. I don't know if I can choose. Ponya's so good. Too. Oh, so good. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. even. I don't know why I wasn't. Like, everyone they release is amazing. But like, I wasn't even expecting that one to like knock me out. And yeah. I. And, it, and maybe that's why it got in there with a secret right hook. And well, also it. the kid from Ponyo kind of looks like the kid from Totoro, the boy that they're always chasing around with Granny's uh-huh. grandson. Like, I think they did that on purpose. Like when I first watched Ponyo, I was like, "Is that the kid from Totoro?" Like same cut. <laughs> same maybe look. it is. Maybe they're same universe. <laughs> yeah, some crossover areas. I think that would be cool. Weird stuff happens in their universe, so it's not that crazy to. Yeah, my favorite is always going to be Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay, I another believe, great uh, one, man. Good. Yeah. I believe that was the first one that I had watched, like, back in the day when, I don't know if there was any more Kmarts around, but Kmart, if you went into the electronic department, mm-hmm. they would have movies playing on the TV. And, like, my mom, she always used to take forever in the grocery store. So I would just go into the electronic department, sit mm-hmm. on the floor. That's what all and, kids did. And watch yeah. whatever. And, like, that was the first time I saw Kiki's Delivery That's Service. That's wild. Yeah, I thought it was an awesome movie. And, and that's uh, so that's so crazy because my fa- my favorite is Totoro because it's what I grew up on. I got the tattoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think like their best movie of all time is Grave of the Fireflies. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you haven't seen Grave of the Fireflies, I have, I have not a actually. A tier jerker. It's pretty yeah, much about these definitely good. brothers after World War II. Uh, after you know they got bombed over there in Japan and stuff, and it is a crushing movie. You gonna be crying. All right, I'm gonna check it out then. Tears gonna be coming out. I love to cry. Yeah, same. It's okay. It's okay to cry. Yeah, same. Like that that, that Mary J. Blige song. Just gotta cry. Let it all out. Now uh, I want to kind of you know get back to the voice acting uh, aspect of the interview, but we can still talk about some of the other cool stuff too. But um. I wanted to talk about Gundam Hathaway. 
Sure. The mm. movie just came mm. out. Uh, you know, Trav, he told us about it. And this is the sequel to Gundam Char's counterattack. And you ended up voicing Kenneth up there. And like how I said at the start of this interview, it's just like, oh, wow, like, it's LeBron in space. Because D, he had hit me up. And he was just like, hey, man, have you watched <laughs> Gundam Hathaway yet? I was just like, no, I haven't watched it. And he was just like, I think it's the same voice actor who voices Laurent that voices Kenneth. And when I looked it up, I was just like, bro, it is him. And mm-hmm. another role that you knocked out of the part. I mean, like, it's like you did have, uh, you didn't have as many um, parts in the movie, but you were still throughout the entire movie. Now, like, how was it like, you know, getting that role and, you know, just being able to voice that character? Well, you know, that was uh, done through NYAV Post, uh, who, you know, they do lots of great dubs and uh, they did great pretender as well. And um, uh, and so, uh, you know, they they yeah, they, you know, I auditioned for it and they reached out and um, and cast me. And, and it, you know, it was so exciting because it's exciting to be a part of the Gundam world, even, you oh, know, yeah. regardless of which universe <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's because uh, it's such a they have such a deep history to, to this, um, to this world. And, you know, I think Stephanie, um, <laughs> who directed it, uh, she, uh, tweeted like a, a week ago or so that like, anytime she does a new Gundam project, she has to build in an extra half an hour at the beginning of the first session for every actor, because mm-hmm. unless they are like super avid Gundam fans, yeah. She's gonna have to spend about a half an hour going through like all the stuff that led to this mm-hmm. moment. Um, and she sure enough had to spend that half hour with me. Um, but it was it's it's just always so eye-opening, like how deep these things run. And um and so yeah, so this, you know, and 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 Kenneth is I think a, a really interesting and fun character as well. Mm-hmm. And um another laid-back guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the surface at least, but yeah, again, on the surface. he's the guy that He's a guy that plans. He's a guy that uh, you know keeps his keeps his cards close to the vest. Vest. Uh, yes. Chest? Chest. chest. Vest. I think it's chest. chest. I think it's chest. I always thought it was vest because you're like a you know a cowboy playing poker. But I don't know. Um, and they, they all wear vests. Out. I don't know. Making it all up. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, yeah, he plays his card close to the chest, and um. And I don't know that that can be really fun. I think for me as an actor, because it it leaves a lot of room for mystery, and that's mm-hmm. uh, it's it exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just such an epic film. I, I think um, uh, you know, yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to the next. Uh, I believe there's at least another one. Right? Yeah, there's there's one more Maybe movie in more? the trilogy that they announced. Okay, one more. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to to Oh, we all are too. We all are too, man. Well, especially so, for it to get such great review. I mean, if you look it up online, I mean everybody's, you know, ten out of ten. Praised it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the good the Gundam fans are Oh yeah. Loving it. That's awesome. That's real that means that means a lot to me, I think, because like again, it's such a it's such a deep and storied past to it. Mm-hmm. And and I know that people are um heavily invested in Gundam mm-hmm. like it's it's a big part of them and so to know that they're they're enjoying it that's awesome yeah no complaints or anything man it's just because uh, we did a review for it and you know our biggest thing is that we just wanted to see a sequel because it's like the way that the movie ended because I know Trav was telling us that it was based off of a novel and right. that was just how it ended and I was just like there's no way that it can just end like this it's like we have to see Kenneth they gotta you do know, something else with we that. have to see him in his own mobile suit and 
we have to see him fight Hathaway. I mean, that's that's just how we have to see it. I mean, it has to happen. Um, now, you said it's going to be a sequel to this. Um, Great Pretender, you know. Have you heard anything? Do you know if there's going to be a follow-up? Because I just feel like there's just so much more room for this show to grow, especially with the cliffhanger that we get at the end. Uh, here's what I can tell you. I don't know anything. If I did, I still couldn't tell you. And uh, but I will tell you this: the the number one one of well, I mean, ratings in general uh, help. But so, like, spread the word, tell everybody to watch it. Appreciate. I think you guys already are doing that, and I really appreciate it. Um, but you know, also just like people, uh, people watching this, like uh, tweet at Netflix, uh, write them a letter, like write them an email. I, you know, that's the, that's the stuff that like, they pay attention to that stuff, you know, um, fan base activity is like really important. So I'd love to see another season. I could tell you that, um, that's one of my favorite roles I've ever played. So I, I hope we get to keep doing it. Uh, I would love for them to bring the great pretender back. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you couldn't tell us if you could tell us, or if you knew anything, you couldn't tell us. Uh-huh. But it's yeah. part of AD. It's all part of the plan, man. Being a confidence man. That's, that's oh, what it's hey, all about. That's right. Ten right. steps ahead, baby. Yeah. Oh, maybe he is. I also I think it would help mine. too if Netflix maybe took some animes and made deals with Toonami or whatever and was able to distribute that's some of their idea, Netflix originals, as they call them, to cable television. Honestly, I really feel like that's why this anime isn't so popular. Like, if this hit Toonami, I think this would rock people's socks, dude. You know, but there's so much anime on Netflix, and Netflix doesn't do a great job of promoting things because they literally got 10, 15 things dropping a week. Mm -hmm. You know, so sometimes things just get lost in the shuffle, man. And I think like a decade from now, though, People are going to, like, Great Pretender is going to become, like, a cult classic where people oh, are, like, it's not hugely like it talked is, about. Yeah, I mean, dude, again, if you look it up, the reviews, all they're all, like, five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. But It's only going to grow from here. That's what I mean. I yeah. That's what it's I'm gonna, saying. Ten years like down the road, line. people are going to be, like, you need to watch that anime because yep. it's flawless. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. I agree. Well, hopefully we don't have to wait 33 years like we did after Shard's Rebellion. <laughs> right. Hey, oh. hey, but if we do, we'll be right here. And we'll be right here. episode yeah. and level it up. I'll still be uh-huh. a spring chicken. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hey, and I'll have the trifocals. Hey, I could do this all day. <laughs> hey, I'll be I'll be Robot Banks by that time. Robot that's Banks. Why yeah, won't we all? Yeah. <laughs> now, um, a question that I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, because you do sing, like, who were some of the artists that you grew up listening to who inspired you? Um, yeah, I mean, well, so I was, uh, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of oldies and a lot mm-hmm. of, um, uh, and a lot of soul music. Um, mm-hmm. I could tell. And yeah. And, and, you know, um, so I think that, I mean, all of that really, really influenced me. Um, I, Stevie and um, Stevie Wonders, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't, uh, I would never deign to say that I sound anything like Stevie Wonder, but definitely that sense of, um, I don't know, just that like soulful abandon is what, how I would refer to it. Just his, his just like, just going nuts on the track and, and, uh, but like living within that musicality, but, but just like blowing it up and go and like not being afraid, like fearlessness. Fearlessness is like, I think the, 
number one necessity for a great artist, uh, for any great artist. Uh, and, uh, and it's, and it is my highest compliment to give anybody as an artist is that you're fearless. Um, because it, it takes, you have to be that in order to move past the known and move past the expected. Um, mm. and sometimes you want to live in the expected, right? Like there are things that where that's, that's where it belongs, but I think greatness lies outside of that. And, uh, and there's only one path to get there. And, I, um, and so, you know, for me, yeah, Stevie was one of those. Um, but also, you know, I was a big grunge rock kid growing up. So, um, you know, Nirvana and, mm. um, that Pearl uh, Jam. I got a music Dark question Pearl for you. Jam. Please. Have you ever, uh, indulged in, uh, Iron Maiden? Oh yeah, absolutely. My older brother got me into Iron Maiden. Such Great a good band. band. Yeah, yeah band. D's on an Iron Maiden kick right yes, now. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's oh, all yeah. he wants to talk about. Yeah, What's your poison right now? What are you listening to? Uh, I've just been literally just Spotifying all of their albums for like the last oh, two great. weeks. It's just, it was one that I missed. You know, I I got into like rock of all kinds and music of all kinds early, and I just collected mm-hmm. CDs. That's that's one of the things that I still do now, and um, that was one that slipped under the you know in the cracks, as they say. Because I mean, sure. like you said, Nirvana, mm-hmm. uh, Rolling Stones, Stevie Wonder's great. I mean, I listen to Roberta Flack. I mean, all types of music. So it's mm-hmm. it was a pleasant surprise that you. That's one thing that I love about music. Since we're here, is that you can always find something old that you you know something old but something new. You know, yeah, and it's amazing. Absolutely, and that's Absolutely. one of them because we did a uh, review for uh, Fear Street a couple weeks ago or mm-hmm. last week, excuse me. Exactly. And uh, well, technically the last two weeks, and uh, they used uh, Fear of the Dark as one of the opening songs. It's like the third song I believe that plays mm-hmm. in the show. And that's I was like, awesome. oh, that's Iron Maiden. And I always imagined them as being heavy metal just mm. based on their mascot and stuff. But it's sure. yeah. it's more of a grunge rock kind of thing. Right. Yeah. They were kind of, they kind of were like kind of yeah, the precursor. Very misleading. Yeah. Rob Halford will give surprise. you the mark of the beast, baby. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> question. So, yeah. Yeah. I so love now, that. Aaron, yeah. I wanted to ask you this um, because, you know, you are an actor and I saw that you know, you did participate in some short films and you did have some roles in some films. Um, is acting something that you would like to continue doing? Because I know sometimes we have, uh, you know, actors and voice actors up here and sometimes they'll let us know that they started out acting and then they got into voice acting and like, that's all that they really want to do now. Now is acting, is that something that you would like to continue doing or get back in it if you're not acting right now and only doing voice acting? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know for me, like, I don't see a distinction between them. It's just another facet of, of an acting career. Um, and you know, I've always been what I, I talk to, uh, college students every once in a while and, um, uh, just about like, you know, careers going forward and stuff they should know, that kind of thing. And, uh, one of the things we talk about, um, is that you don't want to get, you don't want to get bogged down in uh, the one thing that like you really love to do as an actor, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I was, I, I, after, like when I was in college, what I wanted to do was musical theater and I, I loved it so much and I still love it and I still do it. Um, but I was like, that's what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pursue this. I'm going to get on Broadway. I'm going to do the thing. 
And, uh, and then, you know, my career happened <laughs> and right. my career happened and it went in all these different offshoots, but eventually it kind of started to coalesce around voice acting. And so, um, you know, I always tell young folks that like, yeah, like, don't be afraid to like, I mean, you can always come back to stuff like Broadway's going to not going anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. they were offline for a while, but, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's, it's long-term, it's always going to be there. Right. So like, if that's what opens up for you, then great. Lean into it. But like, yeah, voice acting really opened up for me. And so um, I kind of leaned into that. But I'm, I've always been doing, um, you know, live live theater. And um, I actually have a show called Disney in Concert. That's me and nice. three other singers. And um, they fly us around and we do concert versions of Disney songs with symphony mm-hmm. orchestras. Um, it's an amazing gig. I've been yeah, that doing sounds it incredible. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for uh, over a decade now, which is crazy. Um, and actually, we're we're going to Seoul. We're going back to Korea. We we do mm-hmm. shows there every year, and uh, we're going back um, at the end of August. Now, are uh, you guys constantly nice. adding in the newer songs as you know movies come out? Yeah, not like it. It doesn't always happen <laughs> uh, like like that. Right, uh, mostly right. because mostly because Disney is just like very understandably. Um, very protective of their IP. And so um, getting a new show approved and like the, the, the show order and like all these different things, there's just a million moving parts. Right. Um, yeah. So it doesn't always happen immediately, but yeah, um, the producer always tries to add in some of the new stuff to keep it fresh. And um, we probably got like five iterations of the show at this point, which is cool. Nice. Um, keeps us, keeps us interested too. For that's, sure. That's more oh, fun yes. for us so, so a question, I'm glad that you had brought that up because that was going to be the next question. And pretty much my final question uh, for you, but uh, you brought up that you did the Disney stuff. And this is a question that I ask on uh, who's that cosplayer, which is a you know video series that I have on our YouTube channel. I've asked a couple of cosplayers, what are your top five favorite Disney movies of all time? Ooh. And this just just animated because you have some people that are just like, oh, well, that's a hard question because you have the Pixar stuff, you have the 3D stuff. So I'm just asking your top five animated favorite disney movies of all time okay okay in no particular uh, order in no particular order eh? okay okay so in no particular order because that would take me a minute and i'd be sitting here in silence awkwardly <laughs> so um <laughs> that i think well actually i was just talking about this with with some friends of ours um but i i think aladdin is probably it's got to be it's if it's not number one it's it's certainly way up there because and you're talking I mean, about the remake, right? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Uh, and um, no, I, I, uh, Aaron, why did you walk out of that interview? Well, no, I, no, I don't know. I actually, honestly, I haven't even seen it. I heard, I've heard, I've heard mixed, mixed reviews. Um, but I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, I'm course. glad to hear that. Um, but I, two to one. <laughs> God, I love Will Smith though, so let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but like, so the genie is an incredible character, and right. um, and you know, Robin Williams. I mean, that is, you know, you were asking me before, like, what got me into voiceover, and that that is another one. Like, I've been listening to those kind, those actors do this stuff since I was a kid, and I I will never forget the first time I saw Aladdin, and uh, and the genie came out, and Robin Williams just. I mean, he's even in it before that, but you just don't 
necessarily realize it because he sings the opening song right, yep. as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which they had Will Smith do in the remake too. Did they? Yep. Yeah. Well, so I just think, you know, he was such a genius, obviously. And um, and watching uh, Friend Like Me, which I do in mm-hmm. the show, which um, is uh, so much fun. Um, but watching that for the first time and just like watching, like listening to him dance around and like yeah. pull. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever watched like uh, takes of him actually doing it in the studio. Yeah, but I, we've brought that up before. The behind mm-hmm. the scenes stuff. Incredible. Mind blowing mm-hmm. that he just is because, you know, you would think maybe he would like do a section and then do a section. And I'm sure they comped it, you know, by the end of it, they comped it all together. But like he does it live. He just mm-hmm. just bonkers. Mm-hmm. So. That's pretty amazing. And I think that had a heavy influence on me and being like a character guy and wanting to be able to just like, you know, spin things around on a on a dime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I so Aladdin. OK, this is not going to take this long. I promise. I just had to talk about Aladdin. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, yeah. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Um, mm. I just think Belle, wow, Belle is my favorite princess. Uh, and did you like the remake of that? Uh, yeah, you mean actually, the last, yeah, the yeah, live I think they did a, a pretty good job. I mean, like, anytime you're going to do a live action version of something, like, I mean, that's that that takes some guts. I, yeah, I think that was one know, of the like, better ones for sure. It was it's really the good. best one, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Incredible. Um, the Lion King was the best one, a lot no, no. but that's what I'm that's why I don't say live action because really, yeah. Beauty and the Beast is the only live action, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Aladdin other ones are all CGI. I mean, Aladdin, yeah, but what's it called? Jungle Book. Lion King's action. just all CGI. Jungle it's not Book. live action. Jungle Book. Uh, they didn't train the Jungle lines? Book isn't Disney, though. Like, it's not he a Disney specific IP. Oh. All right. Hey, it's getting touchy in here, man. So let's just keep it moving. <laughs> getting deep. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so, so Beauty and the Beast, uh, <laughs> Aladdin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Little Mermaid's amazing. Yes. Uh, I think. Um, Rav can't ask you how you feel about the live action of that yet because it ain't out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, is that coming? Is that happening? Yeah. I think oh, next yeah. year, I think. Um, honestly. The Rocketeer? Uh, well, that's <laughs> not movie. an animated film. Yes. But yes, The Rocketeer is movie. amazing. <laughs> um, uh, no, I was going to say, I really, I really loved Moana. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and also, I forget if I, you said something about Pixar and what's off limits, but uh, I, I, I mean, the Toy Story films are amazing for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. but Up is, I think, one of the greatest animated anything's ever done. The story is sad. amazing. The first, yes, very sad, but the first mm-hmm. 10 15 minutes of it, oh god, mm-hmm. oh, that's a gut punch right there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm leaving. Oh, well, Lion King, obviously. I mean, that's Lion King is a masterpiece of any, uh, yes. of any kind of art to me i mean it, every single piece of it we do um a bunch of that in the show as well and it's always so thrilling because we get to the and you're playing with like a a full 80 piece orchestra directly behind you right you know? that's they're incredible playing this, like they're playing like circle of life and you're just mm-hmm. scream singing it with three other people to the crowd and you know that's that's an awesome feeling so i, yeah, I do want to think- butt in with two things though Please. Um, I love that you brought up Moana because when you were talking about the Robin Williams doing it in one take, the rock also did the same thing when he yeah. did all of his songs too. Like there's behind the scenes stuff of him doing it and Lin-Manuel like in front of him, like singing it with him, like them doing it together. And that's, that's really cool to see. Well, he's the, he's the rock. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's... also 
I don't know how much you know about, you know, the music side of Lion King, but Hans Zimmer actually went to Africa and recorded actual people playing African instruments and then brought it all back with him to the States to do the soundtrack. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's how authentic the soundtrack is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's actual, it's Swahili that they're singing in the background right, as yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah. The Ingonyama Nengwenawap. Nengwenamabala, which I will know for the rest of my life because I, I was gonna say I'm glad you know <laughs> it. Yeah. Still know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's incredible. I Lion King is just so phenomenal. Every everything about it is is incredible. Did you know that? Um, so uh, oh my gosh, I hope you about to say Scar. what I think you're about to say. Oh, I don't know. Is it about is it I about the skull? About what? Is it about the skull? Oh come on, thanks. Oh, that I don't know. I'm not Get sure. Get off the Facebook memes. Well, you, well, you, yeah. go, you go first, <laughs> and I'll tell you. Okay, okay. Uh, no, uh, uh, Jeremy Irons. That's what I was thinking. Of. So mm. Jeremy Irons, who voices Scar, um, got, uh, you know, he, he started to lose his voice, I think, uh, about halfway through. And, uh, and so actually he wasn't able to finish Be Prepared. Mm. Um, and so the person they brought in to record Be Prepared was uh none other than jim cummings uh, wow. who, yeah i'm sure you guys know but anybody that's watching yeah. that doesn't know jim cummings is the voice of winnie the pooh Tigger, yeah, that's crazy um darkwing duck um a number of other amazing icons from our childhood yeah and um i actually got to work with him once um uh because he was in uh i forget the character's name but he played like the main panda in uh mists of pandaria in world of oh Warcraft. okay and mm. um now I've been a huge Jim Cummings fan for mm-hmm. my whole life. Um, and um, I remember going into the studio and I was in New York and, you know, oftentimes they've already pre-recorded some people's lines. Mm-hmm. And so you're playing off of those pre-recorded lines. And so um, I got in and I'm like looking at the script and I'm kind of getting ready. And Andrea, who I mentioned before is like in the cans talking to me, like getting me ready for the scene. And truth be told, I was not listening as hard as I should have been because I was like still organizing my script. Mm-hmm. um and she was like okay okay so anyway are you ready to go and i was like yeah 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 she's like okay I'll, I'll play the first line and you just come on in and you know the <laughs> and i'm like cool cool okay here we go and you just hear like well you'd better come along because blah 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 poo. and i was just like i mean i knew who it was immediately right and rather than deliver my line i just started giggling <laughs> and uh and she's like okay cut um everything okay and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's Jim Cummings. And she was like, oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I thought I said something during the setup. Yes, that's Jim Cummings. Um, so that was, like, super exciting for, like, little kid Aaron inside. That was fun. No, it's, it's, it's always cool. I mean, because uh, we had uh, Jason Monoka up here. And mm-hmm. he voices Megatron on the new mm-hmm. Transformers uh, uh, animated series that's out. And he was telling us because he's a huge Mark Hamill fan and he can he like he can do a spot on Mark Hamill impersonation, just like how you just did a spot on Jim Cummins impersonation. And he said that he had the opportunity to work with him. But like you said, like the lines, they were already recorded and whatnot. But still, just to know that, you know, you're in the same scene with him, you know, what I'm exactly. saying? It's, it, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And uh, the Lion King thing that I wanted to bring up was I saw this video where they said, what happened to Mufasa's body after he died? And uh, this guy, he recorded it and 
he he looked it up, Googled it, and hyenas, they don't eat lions, right? And so he checked. He was just like, well, what eats lions? And lions eat lion, dead lions. And then there's a scene where Scar is in his cave, and he's playing with a lion's skull. And that would mean that... that it's yeah. just a skull. It's not a lion. That already got debunked. It was not a lion's oh, skull. Did? It was too small to be a lion's skull is what mm. uh, they came out and said. So I'm saying you can't be following these Facebook memes, bro. Hey, I mean, you never know, man. People, uh-huh. it's like they, hey, they, they do those deep dives, man. I mean, well, look at Shrek, for example. Remember... Um, the three little bears. Right. Oh, yeah. Bears. Now, that three- was crazy. That blew my mind. That blew my mind. The yeah, three little bears stuff with the mother bear. And the mother bear was in Far Claude's, uh Yeah, she she turned I, out she to be the rug. rug. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, was, I never noticed yeah, that as a kid. There's lots of that stuff in those movies. Yeah. Um, you just look. Uh, but yeah, like that, that's all the questions that I have for me. Trav D, did you have any final questions? D, I know you uh, got your final yeah, question. Yeah, come yeah. on. No, I, 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 it's not a question. It's just. So again, I just have a vast appreciation for theater work and mm-hmm. the things that you've done. And man, you're an incredible talent. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see, you know, what happens for you in the future, man, going forward. I can't wait to hear you more stuff, man. Thanks, Trav. That's Dang. really nice. Yeah, I appreciate Dang. that. Yeah, ditto. Now, awesome. <laughs> here we go. Uh-oh. No, okay. So, first and foremost, did you have a favorite 80s or 90s movie growing up? Hmm. 80s or 90s movie? You can pick one. You can give me both. You know. I mean, I'm a big Back to the Future fan. Oh yes, for sure. We all are. Um, yeah. So is Banks. Are... Yeah, because he has something he's actually seen. Uh, <laughs> what about? Uh, okay. You're off the hook. I mean, you keep. You're off the you hook. Keep, you keep trying, man. I've seen these movies. I yeah, mean... I've gotten you a couple of times. <laughs> so yeah, Wait, look at him. Out? Look at what him. happens. What I'm happens? Trying to remember. Inside. It's a I'm little trying to remember what time, what times that you asked the question, and like I the first seen when me. I first started it before no. I started. Announcing Banks it. just ain't never seen anything, is you know. Yeah, so it's just a fun always... little uh, inside because. What he... about Twister? I've seen Twister. I love Twister. Oh. Good Speed. movie. What was Ooh. the movie that had? Uh... Speed was a good one. Speed's Have great. You seen Not Speed? Speed I've too. seen Speed. I've seen both of them. What was the movie that had Natalie Portman in it, and she was pregnant and? Her baby daddy was a country singer, and she ends up falling in love with a librarian because she has the baby in a Walmart or something like that. Do y'all remember that? It was based off of a novel. I, Bro, I thought we was going. I thought we was going to talk about was, Black Swan. I thought he was uh, talking about one of the um, A Star Is Born because that's been remade a few it's times, like four now. times. Now the yeah, last it's one like had so many like, of them. Yeah, the last one had. Yeah, like, but I'm oh, saying yeah. there's like three of them prior to this, so. I that movie goes pretty that far movie back. But, but Natalie um, Portman, she's been in a lot of stuff. So. Oh, oh yeah. no question. Easily. Um, next is, question. Is, is Twister your 90s pick? Or yeah, are maybe. you just saying it? <laughs> the, uh, Twister or Speed? I like both of those a lot. Oh, That's yeah. Crazy. Speed, look, I watched Speed 1 uh, about a month ago. Yeah, I forgot how good that movie is. The Speed Sam, 1 is fantastic. Up. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Speed 2, Probably. on the other hand. It's not hey, that hey, William, William carried Defoe that. In it, yeah, though, William man. carried that, bro. He looked crazy the whole way through. Uh, he carried <laughs> another, and he did uh, stage work too back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, I think that's how he started. Um, but uh, next question, my favorite question: Did you have a scary TV show or movie that really spooked you out growing up? Um, yeah, my parents let me watch Aliens. Nice. Way too early. <laughs> nice. Way. Oh. Way too young. I forget how old I was. I'd have to look it up. Do you guys know okay. off the top of your head when that came out? Well, like, a- Alien... Like 70s, right? Alien, Alien was, was... No, it was... 
Because Alien, Alien, I thought, was 79. That's what I was going to say. So, so Aliens, Aliens probably, probably came hitting. out 83. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I could have been very young. 79. So, yeah. I was, I think I was probably like eight or nine years old or something. Oh, like wow. Nine. You maybe, go outside maybe to play. Two. You start running uh, too fast. You think something's about to bust <laughs> out of your chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not cool. Um, yeah, Aliens was 86. Oh, uh, yeah, that's okay. what I was saying. Because there was a it good wasn't right when it gap. came out. Because they yeah, brought it home from the, from the video store. So, mm-hmm. but I, oh, God. Yeah, I just remember, <laughs> like, really wanting to stay up and watch it. Mm-hmm. And, like, convince, I mean, I convinced them to let me stay up. And they were like, I don't know if this is going to be good for you. And I was like, ah, oh, I can handle it. Yeah. And then I spent, I'm going to say I spent a good three quarters of the movie with a pillow over my head. So mm. uh, that, yeah. one, that one got me. Yeah, you'll yeah. be surprised how yeah. often we hear that answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For real. That's a lot of people say the third time we've got. I think this the first time Phenomenal somebody said movie, aliens. Yeah, but we get alien franchises come up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All fun it, answers. It's, it's no amazing and it's terrifying. Sure. And it still holds up. Alien Isolation is one of the scariest games I've ever played. I just because I just watched Alien. I just watched mm-hmm. Alien for the first time. I want to say it was like a couple of years ago. And like, and it, it is, it's still, like you said, it still holds up. I got scared when I watched it. Aliens mm-hmm. wasn't as scary as uh, Alien. I think because it, mm-hmm. it was more an action, whereas the first one right, was, it was more, more action. Well, I just think that it, it, the first one has that it factor. Like once you've seen the chest bursters once, you know, you know, the, you know, you know, the drill when they get somebody right yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like you know it, it loses some of that uh that edge to it. yeah and alien yeah. had the build-up you know what i yeah. mean yeah is like, you know what i'm saying actual like actual alien yeah you're not gonna even do too much was. yeah so. and also too uh that movie that natalie portman was in was uh where the heart is that was the name of the movie thanks thanks all right yeah man it's been bugging me i'm just sitting here like hey, yeah, hey you never know like somebody who's <laughs> listening to this episode or watching they're not they, here for that like yeah, they'll be like for that <laughs> hey look they'll hop in the comment section and they'll be like it was called where Jeez. the heart is like how the hell did none of those guys know what that movie is well called? we're a nerd <laughs> podcast so hey well it came spoiler out. alert it's, hey look I'm what just genre saying. is that since you're looking at it Drama. It is uh, it is an action and oh, RPG at, movie. At F- oh, right. <laughs> Just thank you. <laughs> no, it's a drama film. Uh, no, oh, I'm I know. Just... Spoiler alert. <laughs> go ahead and take us out of here, babe. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Aaron, but can I say so one more much. thing? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, go ahead. Hey, go ahead. You can say two okay. more things if you want. Well, we'll see. Three. Don't let me get too carried away. But I... <laughs> all right, all right. You can go four, all right? Just as <laughs> once. <laughs> Twist your arm. No, I, um, I just wanted to say... Yeah. That uh, my uh, band in high school, okay, I was in I was in a few different rock bands along the way, but my most like prominent band was called Level Up. Hell and, yeah! Uh, <laughs> and so when I saw the name of the podcast, I was like, "Oh, I'm doing that." Oh that yeah! <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, now, what did you play? Uh, I was just a singer. Are you the I mean, I play guitar. I play guitar. Oh. I play the keys a little bit, but I um, thought he was gonna say the Ripley's. You yeah. know, like <laughs> Ripley's. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't do that one. No, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Your hit single was a uh, chest burster. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, uh, super metal, but, super metal. Oh yeah, yeah, but no, but yeah. Again, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us up here, man. It was a pleasure having you Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Uh, oh, before yeah. we let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find Aaron Phillips at. Yeah. Um, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. This has been a great time. Um, you guys are awesome. Um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter, um, Aaron Full Lips. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> embarrassing um and uh yeah there's a facebook page look up aaron phillips on there you'll find that uh aaron phillips photo on instagram i'm also a photographer you can check that out nice. too nice um yeah and uh keep watching we're having a great time hey guys it was awesome having aaron up here man it's oh, yeah. town. we've had alan and now we have aaron we have laurent we had edamame and that's right it's like, bro, it's like, Trav, mm-hmm. you finally started watching The Great Pretender, and now, me and D, we can officially say that you're a confidence man. That's right. I, I was a confidence man before, baby. Oh, no, hey, you, well, you, hey, you got the stamp of approval now. Yeah, you got bro. the stamp of approval You got now. that gold like seal at the bottom. I got, put, I got more confidence in these damn water bugs. They put, they put the, hey, remember when you were in elementary school and they put the sticker on you? That's what Trav got. They put the got sticker three on. gold stars today. Three gold stars. So Trav, yeah, it was amazing, guys. I got the that was awesome. Sticker. Yeah, sir. Yeah, man. And and you know, like we always say up here, man, you never know who we're gonna have on leveling up with Benjamin Banks. That's and right. Just so thankful that. It's like, you know, this has been a really good year for us. I say that all the time, man. It's hey, like not all the time every week, bro. We but hey, <laughs> but it's a, it's a good it's a good thing though, because it's like this has been our year, man, and I just want us to keep on growing and I hope that everybody who listens to us every week and continues to support us that uh, you know, I mean the numbers are showing that you guys love us. <laughs> so we appreciate it. And uh D, let them know where they can find you at a social media land. Thanks for watching or listening today. You can find me at rebellious double underscore D23 Instagram.com. Trav. Bro, I swear to God, I thought you was about to knock over the figure and be like the water book. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't understand. <laughs> Y'all do not understand. No! <laughs> we just see D get picked up. Yeah. She's <laughs> get air yeeted across the room. It's oh, the water book. And zoom of course, in, zoom in on the footage. <laughs> look on his, look at his legs. Uh, look at the collar of his shirt. And you can Water find boy. me, your boy, <laughs> <laughs> on the Instagram mm-hmm. at ZK Audio. You can give me a follow on the Twitter at T R A V I O S Z K. And of course, man, somebody looking for their. Mr. Waterbug Exterminator, where they gonna find him at? You gonna find me exterminating waterbugs with my raid can at leveling up. Oh, no, I, I messed up because it's like I'm thinking about the waterbugs now. But you can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks at King Benji <laughs> underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you again for listening to this brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks where we have all of our interviews, reaction videos, reviews, uh, everything in nerd culture. You can find it on our channel. Thank you to our patrons for supporting us. You would love to donate to us. Our Patreon is at Leveling Up Banks. And if you do, we'd appreciate that because we need more raid cans to kill water bugs. Mm-hmm. With that being said, thank you again for watching this. Uh, well, not watching, but listening to this brand new episode. And uh, we'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Keep that pinky up and keep some boots near you. So that way, if you do see some water bugs, you can throw it at it and kill it. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you ain't killing these water bugs with them. Yeah, no, they might catch it. It's going to catch it. going to catch hey, the no-look catch. Hey, hey what's your boy's it? name off of, uh, what's his move off of uh, Seven Deadly Sins? Is it Full Counter? That I've water bug. Seen, I've never seen Seven Deadly Sins. Whoa, Travis, I need yeah, you to watch I that. Watched it. I know that it's uh, uh, a new one. <sighs>
I'm not even gonna say that it, the story is anything crazy. I'll just say check, give it a shot. The first season it's was not okay. that. It's not. Yeah, it's not that strong. You know what I'm saying? It's Mercedes oh, really action. Go, real. go, go, go. All it action. is. All it is. It's just fan service for real. Like that's all. But it, it, he is funny. Yeah. But it is fan service. Peace. <laughs>